Good deal. All right, so this morning, um, instead of preaching my own sermon today, I thought I would read someone else's. He comes, you know, he's a pretty good, pretty good preacher. Uh, you guys may have heard of him. His name is Jesus. And um, I just felt impressed that I would read the Sermon on the Mount. It was, uh, you know, his most renowned, well-known sermon. And uh, so I just want to read it to you this morning. Obviously, I'm not going to say it and read it as, as well as he did that day, all right? But I just want you to get a visual of this, all right? So the scripture talks about him doing this on a, a mountainside. He walked up to a mountainside. The verse, first verse in chapter 5 of Matthew says, When Jesus saw the crowd, so a bunch of crowds were gathering, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down. You can imagine him sitting on the rocks or, or in, in the grass there. And his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. All right, so here's the visual. These crowds of people are there and Jesus is like, all right, let's go over here. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to teach you. And he's talking to the disciples. And these crowds of people just kind of gathered and pressed in, right? And there were kids and the kids were, were saying stuff. And, you know, so we're okay today. This is what it was like, right? This is what we planned for. The kids were there. You can imagine they're throwing rocks at each other. Stop it. You know, they're just being kids. And you've got, you've got the, you know, the disciples, they sit down and they're looking and there's bugs. And should I move over? That's a creepy looking bug. You know, someone sat in an ant pile probably. I mean, there's just, they were outside. They were in the elements. Life was happening around them, but Jesus started teaching and he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you when, you ins when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, your light shine, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I've come to abolish the law of the, or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not, even, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. 
Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court, is fool. Anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way. Or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You've heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your eye causes you, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body go to hell. It's been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said to people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to simply say is yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. You've heard that it was said eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? If you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, 
They have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Let's say it together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness... How great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at, what the, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away, barn, store away barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes, clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you little of faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn, you, turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your sons ask for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we did, not, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. But he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Wow. That's an amazing sermon, isn't it? And he just spoke it. And what a way to end it. He who listens and does what I'm saying is building a house that is built on a rock and not sand. And that's why we're here. That's what we're doing. We're not just building God's house on the rock, right? You're also building your own homes. You're seeing your own lives come together. You're seeing freedom. You know, it's wonderful to hear what John, John's testimony is absolutely fascinating to me. At one point, he was homeless. 
our John Horn was out on the street, long hair, a mess. And you all, <laughs> and still is, <laughs> and you all thought that he's just this straight-laced guy. Listen, the only thing I've ever seen John Horn stand hard on is the Word of God. Not his opinions, but the Word of God. And that's where he has found the foundation of his life. And that's, that's what Jesus invites everybody to. So you see the disciples stood around and they heard this Sermon on the Mount. But there were also the seekers. There were also all of these other people. The crowd was there and they were listening. And they were wondering, should we hear this guy? Should we listen to him? And look what it says. He spoke as one who has authority. That's Jesus. And if he came in here today and he spoke with authority to you, what would he say? What part of this struck you this morning? What part of what I read today just hit you right in the gut or straight to the heart? What part was it? Do something about it. Jesus would say, go and live free. Go and sin no more, right? Now, we know that we're going to sin, right? Am I contradicting Jesus there? No, what he's saying is, is go and do your best to love me and love the people around you. Make things right when you do mess up. That's what he's talking about. And some of you, your life prior to Christ, or even maybe you messed up after you came to Christ and you fell away and you've got a mess. Listen, we, we baptize in water. It's symbolic, right? It's symbolic of what happens inside of you. The scripture says you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. You become somebody new. The former things are passed away and all things have become new. And you know what? God is able to do that for us on a daily basis. Aren't you grateful for that? And so today, as we eat together, as we eat really healthy food together, <laughs> I want you to remember that everybody around you, listen, we're all in the same boat. Now that boat is Jesus, right? We got out of the boat that had a bunch of holes in it. That boat was sinking. And because you've accepted Christ into your life, you're on a floating boat, and it's called the ark. And listen, God didn't build a cruise liner. He built an ark, right, for a bunch of animals. <laughs> and some of us are lions, some of us are giraffes, some of us are bears, and some of us are piglets, right? We'll put the piglets last in line today. <laughs> but we're all kinds of different people. And we need His grace. We need His mercy. And so we extend that to one another today. And the person you're sitting next to, you don't know where they've been. You don't know what their life has been. But you do know that they need Jesus as much as you do. And we're all together in this. And so as we eat together, it's communion. Right? It's not the traditional communion. It's fellowship. Communion. As we eat together. Let's fellowship, all right? 
Father, we know that you're here. Jesus, what an amazing sermon you preached 2,000 years ago. These words still penetrate us. God, you touched on the applicable applicable parts of life. Everything from marriage and divorce, lust, murder, praying. You didn't say if you pray, you said when you pray. Fasting, when we fast, when we give. You gave us instructions, Jesus, on how to live this life in such a way that we can build our lives in a firm foundation. So that when the winds blow, when the storms come, we're stable. And so today we thank you that we're becoming more stable. We're becoming better people for you. The world is looking on and seeing that we're becoming better people for you. They see Jesus. We're lights in this world because we have you in us. We're salt of the earth. Thank you, O oh God. And so today we fellowship in love and peace joy. We thank you for joining us and we pray that, Father, our laughter, our fellowship will be lifted up to the heavens as worship today for what you've done to bring this group of people from all the different walks of life together. Everybody in this house looks back and says, man, thank God I'm where I am today in Christ Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for us And so we celebrate today, and we thank you so much, Jesus, for your words. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're here right now. Just recommit your heart to Christ if you haven't done that already. God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Help me, O God, with this life to do what you've called me to. I turn my heart and my life completely over to you. Sincerely, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.